Thomas Coffee Metal Podcast, episode 111. Greetings and welcome to the Comics Coffee Metal Podcast. I'm your host, Don Cardenas, and I hope you've been having a fantastic week. So if you hear a, a slight thing in the background of this episode, uh, just know it's some rain. I have my windows open and kind of enjoying the nice sounds of some morning rain. And it's been it's been pretty hot and muggy here for the past couple days. And it's nice just to get the, the window open uh, and just enjoy some fresh air and not be assaulted by humidity and just heat. Uh, and it didn't help a few days before that. We had that air quality warning here in the Midwest that just, you know, we had to keep everything shut down and kind of stay cooped up and all that. And it wasn't the best. Um, but you know what? It's a Sunday morning. I got a nice hot cup of coffee. It's lightly raining outside. I'm talking to you folks right now on this podcast and I'm getting ready to draw some comics. So I can't complain right now. It's a pretty, pretty good Sunday morning so far. So I hope your week's been going as pleasant as this morning has been. All right. So on the comics, coffee, metal front, not a ton of huge news. Um, just plugging away at making some comics, uh, doing the, doing the podcast. And I'm, I'm gearing up to start a uh, newsletter. I had started something up on MailChimp, kind of putting that all together. And it's been... It's been kind of a hassle trying to like figure that out and all that and if you back the evening the Helsing's kickstarter you're given an option to submit your email for to subscribe to my newsletter and we've kind of had a kind of a bear getting all those emails sorted out i guess there's no easy way to do it as opposed to singularly copying and pasting every single email so i don't know if that's going to end up being a thing that we can use or i can use anytime soon but the way Twitter is imploding, and though I am also on Blue Sky now, Don Cardina's art, it's still invite only, it's still new, and as much as I think it's been the best Twitter alternative, hands down so far, and there's a ton of amazing great people on there, and I'm very much enjoying it, you know, I'm still wary, <laughs> you know, I'm still very wary of it lasting, so... That's, that's, that's pretty much it. Nothing new. Um, this week, uh, I don't know if I'm going to have any recommendations. I'm recording this intro a little bit earlier in the week, so if I do, I'll pop them in. But uh, I do have a big old fun chat planned with the Minor Brothers about their uh, comic, No Rest for the Wicked, which is now a movie, Dead Man's Hand. So uh, I'm getting a chance to talk to those boys about that whole experience. It's going to be a lot of fun. I've known them for a while. They were tabled next to us at C2E2 way back in i think 2014 2015 uh when we we're doing packs of the low country with uh john dudley and uh you know it's been a great seeing them you know just bust their butts and just you know they're great guys so i'm, I'm glad to uh they have a movie <laughs> from, from from their book which is really good too so uh I'm, I'm really hoping that uh they had a great experience with that and that uh everyone enjoys the movie you know i'm i know i'm gonna enjoy my chat with them and all that so but directly before that i have a uh, little uh, mini interview with the writer of the new kickstarter southbound a high octane cyberpunk western adventure um jared luan you know jared i had him on the show before i'm gonna have him on again uh the timing didn't work out to where i could have him for a full episode 
though I was able to send him some questions and he was awesome enough to take some time and answer them back and uh, tell us more about Southbound. Uh, again, Southbound is on Kickstarter right now. It ends on July 20th. Um, as of recording, they are so close for their $5,000 goal. I'm sure by the time this post, they'll have reached it or be extremely close to it. It looks amazing. It looks awesome. Jared's a fantastic writer. And while that should be enough to sell you, the art team of Emiliano Correa and Timothy C. Brown, just fantastic. Uh, it is a really, really good looking book. And I know it's going to be extremely well written because uh, Jared rocks. So uh, enough of that. Uh, I'll make sure there's a link to the campaign in the show notes. And let me get to my questions with Jared Luan. Okay, Jared, thank you so much for taking some time to answer questions about Southbound. I know how hectic uh, press can be for a Kickstarter, so I appreciate you for uh, doing this so quickly. First and foremost, I always enjoy the importance of putting Latinx culture into our works, and especially how much you do and how well you do it. Uh, What about a Texas cyberpunk story do you feel separates this from other cyberpunk media so texas is kind of its own land mm-hmm. and, and its own kind of crazy place uh yeah I, I always tell people when i when i talk about living here that you kind of have to be a little bit crazy in order to do it so <laughs> bringing sure. texas bringing cyberpunk to texas has really been an interesting thing because it's like okay what what do these gangs represent about how i view texas and how do um how does texas come across in the, in the work and uh, I think that when you read the book and you see how, how varied and different and violent and vicious it is, that it's, it's definitely going to set itself aside from, from normal uh, cyberpunk, you know? Um, we we, we kind of put aside a lot of uh, the digital side and, and we kind of embraced this, this angry, violent rage uh, in technology that, that we kind of bring to life in a different way in text from, from other social cyberpunk media. Well, that certainly has my attention. It is uh, cool to hear that, you know, just bringing a different flavor to cyberpunk type stuff. It's always the the big urban New York style city and things like that. So so seeing a different flavor of it is a stellar idea. All right. My next question is the preview art looks fantastic. The art of Emiliano Correa and uh, Timothy Brown. It's extremely cohesive. Was this art team part of the initial development process you had? Or did you approach them with more of a completed script idea and you just kind of like recruited them on? Yeah. So when I started developing the idea for Southbound, uh, Tim and I have been friends for like a really, really long time. Okay. Uh, I think I think probably close to like five or six years. And we've never actually worked together on anything. And so when I started developing the idea for Southbound, I knew that I wanted Tim to color the book. Uh, All right. That was really important to me. And so... When I I had a pitch for it and I was kind of getting, you know, I was looking through portfolios I was, and I was sending them to Tim and I was like, hey, do you think that you could color this person's work? Um, do you think that would be like a, a cool thing you're able to do? Uh, does it work with your color style? And he would say yes or no. And and which ones he really liked. So it was actually me and Tim to picking an artist together uh, working on the project. So. Uh, Emiliano is obviously a fantastic artist. It's really great to have him on the team. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you know, I had, I had, I think I had the concept and and the pitch in mind um, when I when I brought Tim in, and then uh, I developed the script after we had brought in Emiliano for sure. 
That's really interesting to see that you had your colorist in mind first before anything else and got their input on what they would like to work with. I think that's really awesome considering the incredibly important role colorists have in comic books these days and you know how much work they do. That's it's kind of cool seeing the kind of like how that got built together and it really works together. So uh, you all know what you're doing. And on the subject of knowing what you're doing, uh, was going into sci-fi slash cyberpunk something you planned to do or was this, you know, the, the next idea you had that, that popped out? You know, we all have our big well of ideas we have, and that's just the one that just stuck its head up first. So I consider myself something of like, a, I really like writing sci-fi. And, and as a matter of fact, writing Southbound, I was like, man, I really like writing um, <laughs> cyberpunk because cyberpunk is, okay. the you know, the general rule of cyberpunk is high tech, low life, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. So that was really something that attracted me to the genre. But... Uh, this this was Southbound has existed in some form or another for years, and oh, okay. uh, I, I had originally not had it as like a cyberpunky story, and then I started reading more cyberpunk stuff, and I was like, man, this would work really well with this with Southbound. That's cool when that happens. Um, so it wasn't like I didn't plan on doing it. It was it was definitely the idea, uh, but uh, the, it was definitely the idea that kind of demanded the the genre to make it work the way I wanted it to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I will admit, you know, it was it was the idea that popped. You know, that that okay. was the one that I wanted to do. It was I really wanted to do Southbound, and it just so happened that Cyberpunk worked out uh, to to make to fix what was wrong with the story. Yeah, that's definitely one of the things about the creative process I loathe and love is when you're just stuck on something, and then out of nowhere, your consumption of other something else kind of like falls into that influence pool we all have in our brains, and just makes it all work it makes it all pop and be cohesive and uh you know that's why some projects happen sooner than others because you think you're doing the one thing next but all of a sudden you got the better idea for this other thing so i always love hearing that part of the creative process like how that happened and uh speaking of how the next thing happened obviously the focus for you is southbound right now but kind of looking ahead a little bit is there a genre you haven't tackled yet or that you're excited to explore? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of genres that I'm really excited to tackle, but for me, it's always about story first and then figuring out how I can fit it into what I want to, you know? Um, the next, I already know the next book that I'm going to start working on. Okay. Uh, it's I, I can't really, I don't want to give any details away. All I'm going to say is that it's about mariachis and assassins, and oh. I'm really excited for nice. it. But... Uh, I, I really like when it comes to writing in particular, it's like what, what demands my attention, what, what I can't stop mm-hmm, thinking about mm-hmm. this story. I have to focus on this story. This is the one. And then, um, whenever I, I bring in genre and things like that, it's kind of like, what can elements from this can be beneficial to what I want to do. Okay. Um, and that's something that I've only developed very recently. You know, that's not something I've done my entire writing career. Um, I think that's a, a good sign, to be honest, uh, I'd say in so. the last year and some change where I've been like, okay, story first, and then let's figure out the cool shit we can do with, with various genres and how these things can fit into what I want to do. Uh, that's a very mature and smart take on, you know, developing your stories and things like that. And uh, I'm definitely going to be uh, keeping that in the back of my mind as I start to try to write things and stuff over the next couple of years as well, because I don't have time to draw everything. So, you know, I need to start writing some stuff too. So I'm definitely going to be uh, keeping my eyes out all my writing buddies, especially you, Jared. 
uh, and seeing what you're doing right <laughs> so I can uh, I can get myself off on the best foot forward. Okay, Jared, uh, thank you so much for your time. I have one last question, and it's probably arguably the most important question. And it's not about comics, it's not about coffee, and it's not about metal. But Jared, what's the best horchata you've ever had? Yeah, I'm. I'm unfortunately, I am not uh, a horchata person. Oh, no. Unfortunately, oh no, uh, it is just not something that that I enjoy. I think it's the way that it looks. It, it just grosses me out. I get it. Um, I have had many horchata liquors in my life, <laughs> and I liked those, but that's mostly because. I, I can't remember how they taste. I just remember being very drunk. So uh, I know this is like the, the, the most disappointing part of me being Mexican, right? Is that no. people are like, oh, this guy doesn't like horchata. You know, it's almost the disqualifier. But <laughs> there's so many other things I like that we do. Uh, it's just just not horchata. Well, that, no, no, it's fine. You know, and for those who are maybe unfamiliar, horchata is basically rice water, you know, flavored with some you know sugar and some cinnamon and it's just amazing it's 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 one of my favorite like hot summertime not hot, the drink isn't hot but when it's hot and it's summer and i got some tacos and and all that i just wanna you know i, I don't know why the the accent came out with tacos i don't normally do that but i guess uh, jared's bringing out the extra mexican in me uh, <laughs> or chata rules and uh don't worry jared i am not judging you for not enjoying it it does look it looks a little sus. I, I I get it. I get it. It's 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 not the most appealing looking thing to, to most people, but it's kind of like you know putting ice cubes in milk. That's what it looks like, and it's your brains and like that's not right. That doesn't. <laughs> but you know, knowing what it is, that's fine. That's fine. Now, if you're like, I don't like cilantro. I don't like you know. I don't like arrocheta. You know, I don't like corn tortillas. It's you know, and again, I don't mind putting the the inflections on on there. Again, Jerry's bringing it out on me. The uh, extra Mexican, so. Um, that's how awesome this book's going to be. It's going to have that extra, it's going to be out the extra Mexican in everybody and everyone can use a little extra Mexican in their lives. So please go check out Southbound on Kickstarter. Link in the show notes. And Jared, thank you so much for your time. All right. It is now time for my guests, or should I say guests? Uh, a long time coming. These gentlemen, I have uh, known them since I, th- I want to say 2015 when I tabled my first C2E2. Uh, they were uh, tabling next to us and seeing the, the the growth of what they've done since then has been really, really awesome. It's always a joy running into them at conventions. And it's been far too long since we've had any actual real conversations. And I'm so glad to have them on the podcast today. So, uh, Let's welcome the Minor Brothers, Kevin, Matt, Jake. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thanks for having us, buddy. It's definitely uh, long overdue. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and you guys are, you know, it's not just all, you know, just social. You guys have a really, really cool thing happening. Your book, No Rest for the Wicked, Dead Man's Hand, is now a motion picture, which is pretty fucking amazing. It's um, weird, right? <laughs> it, it, I, I, I just watched the trailer again before we talked. I'm like, this, this is this is crazy. This is real. Like, this is this has got. I can't imagine how surreal that feels for all of you guys. But we'll, we'll get into that into yeah. a minute. Um, first and foremost, you know, I got to ask guys, what are you guys digging? Comics, coffee, metal, and we talked about this before the show. Since there's three of you, each one of you is going to handle the topic, and let's go. Since I'm the youngest of my brood, <laughs> let's go from youngest to oldest. 
That's, and, uh, that's me then. Yeah, each one of you take a topic and uh, tell me what you're digging. Yeah, youngest is also youngest and best. So don't ever forget that one, <laughs> exactly. right? That's how, That's how we do it. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, I would say for me, um, uh, my go-to is probably uh, Johnny Smoking Gun uh, Whiskey from Two Dames Distillery in uh, Corktown in Detroit. That's that's a real staple for me. That's uh, I like that quite a bit. But I'm going to throw one extra one in there. Uh uh, Forey Smith, who is in Dead Man's Hand, uh, introduced us to his uh, like personal brand of whiskey called uh, Oak Eden, and it is strong. And it actually has Matt. Would you say it was like a coffee overtone to it? Um, <laughs> it's something. It, it's yeah, it's it like does, smoky. It does. It does. Yeah, it does. It's, a, it's smoky, oaky. Maybe maybe yeah. a, maybe a hint of coffee. Yeah, but yeah, like had like a flavor stick in there or something. But it was it was really good. <laughs> it was strong. We like our whiskey, and uh, we've had plenty of whiskey, and we had that, and we all like took a sip. And we're like, whoa, holy wow! <laughs> <laughs> really, like we were just like, it, it's it's strong. I, I don't even know. What the, I can't remember what the proof is, but it was potent. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> when we were on set, I, I told uh, Cole Hauser that that Forey was getting us some of that, and he said. You better sit down when you drink it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not a drinker myself, but I imagine if I if I did, I would probably be like one of those insufferable people with with, with like just the you know the the small batch whatever things because I feel like you know whatever um, whatever my brain's like wants to get into, I want to get into like the niche shit about it like you know just the, right. <laughs> what's the most <laughs> you know what's, what's what's the stuff that's probably cost more than it's worth but you know makes me feel like i like i know what i'm doing here so <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like if you're, if, you're gonna, if, if you're gonna take the time to do it like at least lean into the experience and enjoy it exactly exactly that's, that's kind of how i am with with coffee like i'm not a super like you know snob about it at all but I definitely, you know, can't go back to like, <laughs> you know, the whatever cheap coffee in a can. That's Boulder's instant crystal. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> Maxwell House is not a, not allowed in this house, you know. So, but you know, you know, but the thing is, I'm not so extreme to where I have, you know, the whole, um, you know, super, you know, drips. Uh, the what is it? What, the pour over setups with the Chemex and the temp- your, your, your French press. water. And I don't weigh my grounds. You know, I don't do that. You know, it's like. <laughs> I got my scoops and I got my fancy beans and I just grind them and then that's it. Um, but no, it's, it's, uh, like I said before, you know, I, I enjoy hearing about what, you know, people are drinking via, via coffee, booze, whatever, because, you know, we all just kind of have that thing that just kind of, if it's a treat, if it's like a relaxation thing, if it's just whatever, it's a very specific thing, I think. And hearing like how it's also now, you know, something you guys are really enjoying is tied <laughs> to the experience of this movie. That's just kind of like a, a really cool little tidbit about it. So, all right. All right next up, uh, who's I, I'm not you guys, you know, well, if, if, we're, going, if we're going, <laughs> yeah, if we're going young as old, that would be me. And, and, am I taking comics here? Whichever comics or metal, you, you guys can fight over it later. <laughs> so, right, so it was, it was Kevin well, first under Matt. Well, um, no, no, it's Kevin first, Jake second, and Matt will will back clean up. Yep. All right. Yep. All right. All right. Well, um, in terms of comics, I, I kind of find myself right now. Um, 
going back to some old stuff, kind of like uh, digging mm-hmm. through my piles and my collections and stuff. I, nothing current, but I, I find myself kind of like um, going back for some inspiration on some on, on, for some work I'm doing right now. So, yeah. you know, uh, with that being said, like kind of like going back to some artists that are always kind of like my, I don't know, my go-to kind of just take it in, you know, look at a couple of things and then, you know, hopefully, you know, find some inspiration and, and get moving. But I've been diving back in on some um, old books I have that were um, drawn by Adam Hughes, looking at some Gen 13 from Image. I've got like some, I've got like an old, um, uh, God, what, like I've got a couple just Adam Hughes books I've been going through. So that's, that's kind of where I'm at right now for my comics. Not, nothing contemporary or current, but just going back through old stuff, looking at like things, things that, inspire me no that's you know what I, I'm kind of ashamed it took, me, it took me this long to realize how much Adam Hughes is in your work like I mean that's a great thing because I, it means it wasn't like an obvious thing <laughs> it was like it's definitely an influence but now that you mentioned it and like I got the the trade for no rest right next to me mm-hmm. and I'm like oh shit yeah I, I, I see it I see mm-hmm. the influence there so I, I'm totally with you and just like kind of going back on some older stuff especially when you're trying to work on a new thing you, and yeah it, it kind of helps like take a step back and like see where you're coming from where, where you came from what really inspired you to kind of uh, you got it. and so it's kind of it's kind of like a reset point of reference yeah. sometimes you know yeah yeah because I I, I do have a very specific reference point for myself where like I was reading new stuff while trying to work on something new and I kept wanting to like incorporate some of this new stuff I was seeing into yep. that. I'm like, it, it's not there yet. Yep. <laughs> like always, it always. Gelled yeah. in. So it's like, let me, yeah, let me, let me set this aside here and really kind of like delve into, you know, whatever myriad of things that make us who we are as artists and, and all that. So. Yeah, you can't go wrong with Adam Hughes. I definitely have to go back into some Adam Hughes stuff because I I don't think I ever really absorbed a lot of stuff he was doing. And mm-hmm. now drawing two books where one has a you know five female leads and one that has one female lead, I should probably read more Adam Hughes. Yeah, I would recommend it. <laughs> I, should probably, I should probably try to absorb a bit of that mojo uh, into my brain when I'm uh, when I'm doing all that. So for sure, for sure. All right. Well, last up, we have metal again. It doesn't have to be metal. Just what kind of music, you know, you guys are digging. What kind of gets you pumped up throughout the day? Matt's pretty into this new uh, gig called the this uh, Glenn Miller Band. This new swing music that's coming up. It's going to take the world by storm. Beat and I can really wig out to it. This is not ska. Free ska. Uh, um, actually, uh, I just went through a phase where I was listening to a lot of, uh, of, uh, hero country. Um, just trying to, uh, have, I, I think, uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of that extra Western feel to some, mm-hmm. some ideas. Um, a lot, a lot of dark country. Um, I would say traditionally I always liked classic country. Um, but I was, I was still like, like rock and roll and stadium, stadium rock and stuff like that. Uh, we grew up with a really great, uh, classic rock station in Flint. So uh, had a lot of, had a lot of, uh, influences there, but I did just pour through a whole bunch of stuff. And then, and then that took me to, uh, 
a place where I was listening to a lot of Johnny Cash. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I listened to probably 30 Dark versions place. of... <laughs> probably listened to about 30, 30 versions of uh, Ghost Riders in the Sky. <laughs> so Nice. I mean, you know, for you know all my discussions about metal and stuff, like you can't go wrong with Johnny Cash. Like that's like one the one. It, it's kind of like I feel like he's in like the realm of like Johnny Cash, like the Beastie Boys. Like I have never met anyone who's like, oh, they suck. That sucks. I don't right, like that. Right. Like, <laughs> you know, it's just it's like it's either like I love it or like no, it's good. You know, I've never heard anyone say like that's not great stuff. So um, you know, there's. There's a band that's kind of got like this Western feel to it, even though they're Danish. Um, they're called Volbeat. Hmm. I'm not sure if you guys have heard of them. I mean, they're fairly popular, like on modern rock, huh. you know, hard rock radio and stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, they definitely have like a lot of Western influences on some of their stuff. I think you guys, you know, if you're kind of feeling that vibe, but maybe want something a little more um, hard rocky. <laughs> and if, if you want Viking Cowboys, I already, yeah. I already wrote it down. V-O-L-B-E-A-T they're you know the end of it's it's weird because the guy's voice it's very croony in the the James Hetfield kind of uh kind of way and but yeah oh god I'm trying to think of some of the songs here let me see here um because I I try to recommend something at least metal adjacent to everybody who comes on who maybe not maybe is not Mm -hmm. into metal but there's a you know, a song called "The Devil's Bleeding Crown." Like that's a, that's a Western song if I ever heard one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It, it, it's and I think their their most popular album was called "Outlaw Gentlemen and Shady Ladies." So <laughs> I think I think you guys would dig that. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure, for sure. But um, all right. I, enough of the uh, the necessities of the show out of the way. Let, let's talk. <laughs> let's talk about the fun stuff. The the real fun stuff for you guys, and that is you guys made a movie. Like, that's insane and awesome. And I, I, I can't, again, I, I can't fathom to, like, understand how all that came about. And I'm sure you've discussed it many, many times already on other podcasts. But uh, if you could humor us one more time, how, how did this all come about from uh, creation of the graphic novel? It's out. It was out for a couple of years. When did the movie stuff start to start to bubble up and start to move forward? Matt, you want to take it? Uh, yeah, I was. I thought you would do it, but uh, I got it. I did it last time. Okay. You know the story. <laughs> yep. Well, uh, so um, it was in 2022, uh, like like February, end of February. Um, we we kind of got um, a hint of it from our publisher, and he he said, uh, you know, something serious might actually be happening uh, with no rest and and maybe some kind of media deal. And so he just kind of said, I, you know, like, I'm not, uh, not a hundred percent on it yet, but you know, we'll keep you posted. And then like a couple of weeks later, he said, yeah, you know what? You guys should talk to this guy. Actually. Can I, can I just add one piece, Matt? He actually said, don't get your hopes up. This almost never works. (laughs) This almost (laughs) never happens. Yeah. Yeah. And then then, close to a direct quote. And then the next, the next time we talked to him was you should talk um, and so uh, we started talking with um, the future director of the film, Ryan Skiba. Um, he had worked on a couple drafts of the of the script, and I think they were on about the fourth draft. 
of the script and it, the first one was dated 2020 so they had had some time with it um and then from from that point um you know we we read their script and we, we gave a bunch of notes and we also um gave a lot of extra information that wasn't uh readily apparent from the the graphic novel so mm-hmm. um, everybody can have a more complete backstory it's, it's all it's all stuff that we would have gotten to over time in our in our stories mm-hmm. but uh we accelerated the process for uh for the script yeah i i, I that's interesting here because when you think about just adaptations of comic works and things like that like you know we get to play the long game mm-hmm. on a lot of things and, and see things and and all that and for movies it's definitely the thing where some of this information is this has got to be there so that was, I think that's a really smart move on, on your end like you weren't trying to be coy with your with your information which you know I'm, I'm sure at some point someone was in their own adaptation and, and it did not turn out well for them um, so yeah that, that sounds like it happened like fairly quickly um, I'm, yeah, I'm well for some of that sorry go ahead no no, no. well I'm sure, I'm sure there's been like you know stuff because the book's been out for you know for a few years so I'm sure there's you know, been some sort of like, you know, at least idea of something like this possibly happening. But um, my, well, ultimately, what I'm trying to get to is, I'm wondering if there's a lot of correlation with the fact that that show Yellowstone, who has one of the stars as one of the stars of your movie, <laughs> uh, just like took off in in the past couple of years, and uh, if that if something with that kind of like reinvented like we need some western material guys let's find some let's find some stuff we can adapt and you know lo and behold they had they had a really great <laughs> stories waiting for them to come bring to hollywood uh am i anywhere close to the mark on that that you guys feel that's kind of similar turn of well, events I, I, or? I hope that i hope that we got ahead of it um with our cowboy story because i don't remember there being a lot of cowboy stories when when we originally <laughs> in no, fact no, no, no. In no, fact, no, yeah. when we were originally doing it, I remember talking to a couple publishers. They said westerns. Nobody likes westerns anymore. It's not. It's all zombies now. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> no, yeah. that, that's what I'm saying. Like in in like who who would have thought? Like I, I'm I'm thinking like this in, in like, just like in other media is kind of what I'm getting at. Like westerns are kind of like having some sort of enhanced interest with like a show like Yellowstone with like previously like mm-hmm. Longmire that was a a show uh, I watched that was definitely you know very western not you know full on western but theme but like mm-hmm. you know how those things kind of happen like okay there's some sort of like momentum in other media and naturally they turn to comics because we mm-hmm. have all the great ideas mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. well, I, I want to say that that when we were doing it before um, I think Hell on Wheels was on AMC Oh yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. I think Deadwood sure. was on HBO, but I, I wasn't, I wasn't watching either of them live. Yeah. I came to, I came to both no, after, no. after I finished, <laughs> after I finished with, yeah. with a lot of the, uh, uh, no rest stuff. Yeah, actually, I came to like across a lot of shows too, and I was surprised how many there were, uh, not too long ago, and I was like, man, I wish I would have had these back when we were drawing the book for reference and just you know ideas and things like that, mm-hmm. and. Uh, but I, I was actually surprised recently, like how many like Western uh, themed shows and stuff there on, on like all the platforms. There's just a ton. Well, and when I first saw you guys had this book, you know, back in 2015 and all that, I was of like Western comics. I'm like, 
that's a cool idea. Like that's you know because that feels like something that. Uh, especially with comics now, kind of like with zombie, what happened with the zombie thing in terms of like, yeah, those were a zombie comic in previous years, but it wasn't done with like all the kind of things we know we can do now and the kind of references and genres we can pull in. I don't know if you guys are hearing all the fireworks going on in the background of my house, but uh, yeah, um, uh, apologies to the listeners for if you hear any random pops or crackles or whatever. It's my fucking annoying ass neighbors. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I thought yeah, you just yeah. had like some some or something. neighborhood you're in. Yeah, yeah. Hot um, rocks. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, but no, I'm saying I, I'm just I'm, I'm glad that one, you know, that this this movie is happening because again, I, I really enjoyed the graphic novel, and it was like to me, it was just like such a like a it felt like a, a natural thing to have happened. As guy is what I'm trying to get at in terms of like me maybe just from my point of view from noticing more western themed media in like tv and movies mm-hmm. kind of popping a bit more so i'm like well it feels like a natural progression for you know some great comics to be adapted into some cool movies mm-hmm. so i was just, yeah so we mentioned the timing of it i'm like that's just where my brain went with like okay i've, I've been hearing about like this yellowstone show and and all the things even like even though it's totally not a western you know like westworld had like right western parts of it and mm-hmm. things like that and mm-hmm. just kind of that that kind of vibe and theme of it but um the uh so yeah i, I was just kind of curious of like what the what how the dominoes fell on all that so that's all yeah. <laughs> So you guys, you guys um, get get you know from your publisher like, hey, just don't get your hopes up. There's been, there seems to be some interest. There's been some script revisions and stuff like that. What happens next? What's the what's the thing that you feel like gets the 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 green light to go? Like, oh man, this is actually happening. Well, we, we had a series of of like kind of Zoom meetings with Brian, and he'd kind of talk about talk to us about like what's going to happen next when you know. And um, there would just be kind of different things that would come up, like about just making sure that the we're securing funding and attaching mm-hmm. actors, like, like, um, and it was kind of like a combination of those things had to happen where we had to have actors lined in and kind of um, the financial backing locked in. And once those things kind of coalesced and it was, it wasn't always clear, <laughs> if it was going to work out or not. And as, as those things kind of came into focus, um, it just started getting progressively like more and more like, Oh, okay. We cleared another hurdle like this. Okay. This is feeling like a reality, but I mean, still you're, you're guarded. Cause it's like, it feels yeah. like it can fall apart at any moment, you know? I mean, Matt and Kevin were um, going back and forth with, uh, Skiba and everyone, and they and they it was fun for me because they kind of communicate back to me like, "Hey, we have so and so interested, <laughs> you know, like they're, they're interested." And then like a week later, they oh they're out. Hey, guess what? So and so interested. <laughs> oh, and we're like, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, guess what? They're out. You know. And then like it was like through this this process of just the names they were dropping, I was just like, it's like you gotta be kidding me, you know? It's like crazy. And then. Uh, so it was just like them reporting stuff to me was just for me, I, I was having so much fun with it. And I think um, the whole, the whole way, like they were just 
relaying names to me, but Stephen Dorff was on board from, I think, right from the beginning. And we had him and we were super excited about him being a part of this and, and portraying our villain. We're like, he's going to be great. And he is great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, just the process, uh, like, I, I, it's like, I don't know how things get done in Hollywood. I just don't because it's, it's, it just seems crazy. Like things are so it's, it's schedules, it's schedules, money. people in and out, you know, just everything. Like I, I don't know how they execute anything. It's amazing. Yeah. I, I, I'm right there. Yeah. I mean, we come from comics. So one, we're kind of, we're used to like, Oh, this is, this is going to be great. This is going to happen. That's not happening now. We're good. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> not the next thing. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I imagine it's just that 50 fold thousand million fold with that, with Hollywood stuff and, and, and stuff like that. So um, it's cool to hear that Stephen Dorff was like attached, like from very early on because he is, he's got such a great, just like villain vibe for, and I feel like, you know, just from watching the trailer, like this is like perfect casting for that. end. I mean, the whole cast seems really great. I, I, is that Val Kilmer's son? It is. Yeah. As well. And it's just like, you know, so you got you, you kind of got that that tombstone pedigree <laughs> happening yeah. there too with that. It's like it, it was pretty wild well because it was, it was pretty wild well because when we just going ahead, I guess like when we were on set, a lot of people were excited about the cast that was assembled because a lot of the guys were trending like upward. You know, like a lot of guys were involved mm-hmm. in projects that were like popular. You know, and like and like they were really excited about the cast that came together. So there's a really nice energy about the cast when when we were on set. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, like, to Jake's point, I mean, we get a number of people from Yellowstone, uh, you know, Cole Hauser, Forey Smith, uh, Walker, and Wolverine Splenny, um, and then, um, you know, uh, Tate Fletcher from, uh, he, he's, like, in Mandalorian, playing, playing Paz Vizsla, and yeah, uh, Stephen Dorff. Yep, we had Costas, who was in the Saw movies, you know what I mean? Like, so these guys were... Yeah. Well, and then... Uh, Stephen Dorff is in the new season of Righteous Gemstones after, you know, he was in the season three of uh, True Detective. And, you know what I mean? Like, just some fun stuff, man. Some really fun yeah, stuff. Well, but yeah, it's like people who, you know, have, uh, they've, they've got, you know, they've got a body of work behind them. It wasn't just, you know, whoever. Like, it's funny because, like, you know, when we're telling people about this project, like, you know, someone's making a movie about it or something. I was like, oh, oh, that's neat. That's good for you guys. Are you guys going to, like, like, Show that on Facebook. You know, like people don't understand. Like, no, this is like a real thing. These are like real people. We have like real actors. You know, it's not. You know, they think like, they're, yeah, they think we're doing it in our backyard. Right. We got Deacon motherfucking Frost guys. Yeah. <laughs> He's our bad guy. Like, come on now. <laughs> no, that, that that's really awesome. I don't know. You guys had Paz, the guy who plays Paz Vizsla on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, spoilers for Mandalorian. Rest in peace. Um, well, yeah. Well, like, actually, um, what was funny is when that scene happened the next day. Like, he was like trending and shot to the top of our of like the IMDb page that was like brand spanking new. Yeah, yeah. Nice, <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, well, it, it's it really sounds like this. Like, all the kind of stars are, are aligning. That's that's that, that's pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. Um. So, with 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 you know the cast and all that, like. Did they read the book? Because I know sometimes cast members, they, they don't read the books. They don't want to, like, they want to, you know, act the script and not necessarily have the book. Or were they all kind of, like, down to, like, read the book? Or is that something you really can't uh, speak to or, or want to mention? <laughs> if, if, if I remember correctly, almost nobody had the book except for Jack. 
Um, and, and so we, we gave as many books as we could to people and, and talked to them um, where, where it was appropriate. Um, mm-hmm. But Jack, uh, he got a couple of books early, and he definitely read them all. Well, yeah, you know, he, like he, he, he read them and used them. He, he uh, dove in. We, I, I talked to his assistant on set, and he said Jack actually you know, like uh, pulled pages from the book and put them all over his wall, like in his trailer. Nice. It just kind of absorbed nice. the character and absorbed the, you know, it, that, that was really cool to hear. So he, he really invested. That, that's awesome. Yeah. It, it's always, I always, I understand what, you know, to some extent how, so, you know, when you hear stories was, about people like not reading the, the book or something, it's because maybe there's enough of a change to the adaptation that you don't want to like, change what the character that's been written on the script page or whatever but mm-hmm. you know being from comics also I'm like read the damn comic <laughs> read the thing that inspired the thing you're doing man yeah here's your source um, material yeah exactly exactly well so, uh, yeah i was gonna say like uh, cody jones is another one who really dove in on that actually he played chato, chato. and uh I, I had a great time sitting down with him and just kind of giving him like a like backstory. Like like he just wanted to know like more and more and more. And uh, like so like it was definitely very cool to be able to be a part of that. Like because like he was just like taking all these like notes, and I was like, oh man, I hope I'm describing it right. Yeah, no, Cody was great. He he really absorbed that too. He was great. He was he was fun. He was like a kid. He couldn't get enough. Yeah, oh, awesome. he was awesome. Uh, I, I talked to him today, actually, by the way, oh. Boise says hi. Yeah, nice. yeah, <laughs> All right. So, so you guys go through, you can go through all this, the, the funding that this, this person's in, this person's out, all these things happening. Um, what, what was like the first day, like you were able to like be on the set and all that? Were you guys just kind of like pinching each other or was it just, do you even remember? Cause it, it can, it could be one of those events to where like, you're just like, so blown away by everything you just don't remember anything that blacked out at least that day. twice <laughs> yeah matt, matt had the first day because he got there before we did yeah um yeah. i got i got there before shooting and i was i was uh i came right from the airport and i was i was going to load up vans full of props and and, and stuff that we were borrowing from other cowboys and, and their ranches to put in the movie mm-hmm. so um the first day shooting was the next day and the, the first uh, scene that we shot was um, Reno coming out of the desert. And I, I was sending pictures to the boys uh, immediately. Nice, nice. Brutal, brutal. Nothing like being at your nine to five and getting pictures from <laughs> Matt on the set of like seeing our, our protagonist, you know, and just all the stuff you sent us. I was like, oh, I'm ruined. You know, I, I, I got to get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's got to be such a such a weird head space to be in. Just like you know, you're you're doing you know, whatever you know, you're not you're nine to your your day job. Yeah, yeah. Standard life, just living yes. life. Yeah, and it's yeah. Like, oh, here's this person we've designed and wrote and had stories about. Here's him in real life. On a yeah, movie he's set. literally like, coming to life. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah. there there was a particular moment where Jake and I got there the 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 same day and. You know, we're on set and we're we're just kind of walking around, like you know, uh, acting like this is something we do all the time. And uh, <laughs> we uh, we saw uh, Jack in his full Reno uh, outfit, and uh, we were just standing right next to each other. And I felt like we were both like completely frozen, except for our hands, which were hitting each other, saying, "Dude, 
dude. <laughs> As we're just like smacking each other. Oh, that, that, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, did, you know, did you guys get a chance to be at like, you know, any extra, like, like being extra in the movie or anything like that? Where did you guys get that opportunity or you can't say? Oh, like, like, are we going to ruin our Stan Lee cameo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Nobody knows to expect it, so we should warn you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we, we definitely got into, like, a, a couple scenes. Now, the thing is, it's like, we haven't seen the edits, so, I mean, like, we yeah, might be we people it. in the background. But, like, at one point, they had cameras, like, right in our grills. So, like, I mean, we might get just, like, a whole close up like we don't know like what we're gonna find out <laughs> well when do when do you guys get to see the final product uh this uh, week thursday. Nice, nice, thursday yeah we're we're having a, uh, um an advanced viewing party thursday movie drops on friday so we're gonna we're gonna yeah a couple days we'll we'll be uh taking it in here that that i wouldn't be able to sleep like i don't i, I you know <laughs> I don't know how, you, how well you guys are handling it, but you, you know, it, yeah, it is, it, it is a rest of sleep right now. Sleep. I'll say that much. There's like, you know, <laughs> no less than like a hundred thoughts in your head at any second, you know, with everything leading up to mm-hmm. this. So. Oh, that, that, that's, that's awesome. So, you know, with, with all the movie stuff about the book and all that, like, is there, has there been movement on the book itself? Has, has there been, um, and apologies for not being more uh, up on this. Like, has there been like a re-release of the book? Has there been any sort of like talk of doing more of it? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes and yes. Okay. Um, we uh, we have a special edition uh, that's coming out that's got like some more like uh, like sketches and mm-hmm. uh, like production materials in it. Uh, we actually have like a new kind of like a two page open that we put in there. Um, and so it's like, it's the same story, but it's just got a, di- a new open and it's got like, uh, like a bunch of extra art, uh, from our like early development process mm-hmm. on there. Uh, that was actually supposed to be out, but it got delayed, unfortunately. So it's still going to be another couple weeks before it hits shelves. Um, and then as far as a, uh, a sequel, we're actually, yeah, we're in production on it now. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Is there, were there any like particular um, parts of the the process in, in while the movie's being made and all that that kind of like surprised you the most in terms of how much it was like making comics, <laughs> or was it like all, all or was it just like making comics but like with a lot more money and <laughs> a lot more stress? <laughs> Yeah, different, uh, I, I think the level of collaboration. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. the the collaboration. Uh, so, like, you know, um, we worked a lot with like the art department because we just have a skill set that we can do that. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was it was actually kind of fun to just be like, "Hey, we need this for tomorrow. We need this for later today. Who can make what?" And we're like, "We can." And so, yeah. like, we've got you know, uh, we're making like Confederate money and Matt. Uh, he like redid the sign to the town and like hand painted it and like, like oh, just like that's awesome. yeah yeah made wanted posters uh, uh, yeah the wanted posters you need to get that sign by the way 
that's I, I mean that that that's that's really cool you guys literally helped you know besides doing the source material you guys literally helped make we were happen. yes and i was i was completely surprised with um how much access we had to everything i mean there was times mm-hmm. where i was literally, literally over the director's shoulder watching him frame stuff on screen while he'd shoot and like he was cool with it and and then you know to kevin's point we were doing a lot of production work on props and stuff and we were we were we were all hands on deck. It was, it was an incredible experience. We were set decorating. It was just like anything that needed to be done. We were jumping in. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, and they, and they were, they were very gracious to let us do it. It was great. Well, I mean, yeah, it would be, uh, it seems like it'd be like a no brainer. Like you got the guys, the Townsend guys who made the damn thing. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, hey, we, we can did, help. <laughs> right. Well, we didn't know what to expect, you know, where we were just going to be flies on the yeah. wall, you know, like, like we, this was, it's not something we do every day here. So it's like, definitely else, nerds are here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These guys. Oh God. No, it's, it, it's, it's very heartening to hear like how much of a great experience it was and, and all that. Cause you know, there's, there's definitely the horror stories and, um, you know, uh, one C2E2, I happened to be sitting next to a, uh, a, a popular creator who, had a movie made of his work before that previously, uh, you know, uh, I'll say I was next to James Obar. And um, this was the time when like Momoa was supposed to be the next pro. And he was so pumped about it. He was like, everyone that came up, he was like showing them the picture of the test makeup and all that and all that. And then this kind of like hearing, hearing, overhearing just like some of the horror stories he's had. And I'm just like, Oh man, like why would you even bother at this point? Just like, feels like it's just a, a recipe for heartbreak yeah. getting your stuff adapted and so hearing you guys you know having such a great experience like that's that's amazing i, I I'm, I'm so pumped i can't wait to see the movie uh and check it out because again the trailer looks really awesome and i just yeah i'm, I'm, I'm just if i feel like I'm, I'm lost for words it's because i'm like I, I I don't know how to relate to this. <laughs> like, I, you guys have such a. I no, want to ask okay. all We're the still questions. trying to process it too. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. I want to ask all the questions, but then they, they like all like log jam in my brain because it's like I want to know like this the insanity of this and and all that. But you know, it's like I said, it's just. I'm sure you guys are just processing it as well. And this, yeah, and this absolutely. handling it's, it it's the kind of thing you always dream about as a kid, right? When you do comics, oh, I'd love to see this on the big screen, but you never expect it to happen. <laughs> yeah, know, it's yeah. never gonna happen it's like yeah even even with my most recent creator own series uh that i'm doing with steve bryant like we're you know we we joked around on one of the live streams we did for this kickstarter like we're like oh who do we cast or whatever but it was, it was all like done tongue-in-cheek like you know like it's not our intent to do something like that right but then like one day he was just like what if and i'm like i don't know i can't even think about that right now man like <laughs> there's so many things happening like you want to talk about some weird coincidence stuff um matt and i when we would do dialogue for reno like when we're writing it and we'd pitch dialogue at back and forth we would Mm -hmm. um do our best uh uh val kilmer as doc holiday kind of voice (laughs) nice and and to have jack step into the role we're like what what yeah Yeah. (laughs) You know, and we were actually debating, like, do we say anything? <laughs> Is that weird? <laughs> Is that going to put, like, too much pressure on him? <laughs> I know. Like, like is he going to think that I expect him to do it like his dad? But also, like, if he wants to do that, I won't stop him. <laughs> like, <Yeah. you> know? <laughs> I, I, I think in the end, we, we decided that 
to tell him just so he had a frame of reference of, of like how he could make Reno his own. And, and it was, it was tough because I mean, we, we all love tombstone a ton and we love Val Val Kilmer in it. And, uh, you know, like we, we, we don't want, we want Jack to do his thing. We don't want him to do his dad's thing. Um, and so it, it's, it, it was, it was, uh, it was a kind of a terrifying decision. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, I can, I can imagine that just like, yeah, that's such a crazy coincidence, but also just, I don't know. It feels like just like the things are lining up for this movie. So I'm really right, hoping this continues right. on and it, it just, you know, it, it, it hits the audience that, you know, is going to support this movie and, and give it the success it needs. So there can be another one and, and some, some more, uh, you know, minor brothers joints <laughs> expanding beyond the, beyond the page. Um, they're going to have to work that into the credits next time. <laughs> minor brothers. <joint. laughs> uh, how is how how's like your guys' families been dealing with, with all this? Like, is it just kind of like, are they even more, of the like, wow, this is so weird. Or they're even like, I don't care. <laughs> I, I think they were, they were kind of over it after we got back. Okay. You know, yeah, like, yeah. you guys are back. Like, good, good job. Way to go. But yeah. like this week with, with it coming out, like they're, everybody's kind of starting to get caught up in it. I think. Yeah. I, I can only show the pictures from behind the scenes so many times before the eye roll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Start to go. Yeah, you're on a movie set. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> the family's excited. Uh, I've got kids. They're super excited. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, again, like just we're, we're getting right to it. And like, I think everyone's processing it, you know, and it's like, won't believe it till I see it on the big screen. And it's, it's, it's almost here. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Literally days. <laughs> Literally but days. I, I had unwavering support to get out there and, and be on set, and I've, I've pretty much had unwavering support to to get it out <laughs> at this point. <laughs> yeah, Matt was Matt was probably on set almost a month. It was amazing. Like I went out for a week. I think Kevin was out for four days. Matt lived out there. It was amazing. <laughs> nice. That's that. That's almost the whole shooting, right? Or I, yeah, yep, actually, yeah, I it was. Idea. It was. That's awesome. Yeah. And, um, I mean, before we went out, Jake and I prepped some artwork. Um, uh, we were talking about it before the, um, the wanted posters, mm-hmm. we drew them all before we went out there. We even had, um, my, my daughter drew Jake's daughter and Jake's daughter, Jake's daughter drew my daughter. We had their artwork on, on posters as well. Oh, that's awesome. We're bringing and the whole then, family into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, a lot of family stuff in this, which was, which was great. We love that. Not, and not just ours, but, um, and the cards that you see um, in the the main card game in the trailer, mm-hmm. um, I designed those uh, be- before we went out there, and we we had ten decks printed, and I took them out there, so we had ten decks of those cards that we we threw around, got blood on, <laughs> you know, like did did you all kinds of stuff. Uh, I didn't take any of the full decks home. I I left a deck for each of us here and did not take them. Ah, okay. So ten decks okay. still went there. Okay. Okay. Um, but we I think Corin's got most of the cards. Corin <laughs> <laughs> grabbed a bunch of cards. Um, we, and we we um, we had to uh, chew up some of the decks doing different things. So we were giving yeah. um, cards to different crew members to say thanks for for doing this with us. 
Um, and then, uh, even after I got back, like I was, I was doing the, I was doing the logo for the movie and, uh, I did a bunch of the credits and, and we got, um, Kevin and Jake put together artwork, uh, to be used in the credits. So we'll see if all that comes through or not. Well, they would be foolish not to, but you know, I don't know. What do I know? <laughs> That's one of those things where it's like, I, I'm anxious to see, like, there's so much of this that it's like, I saw the scene or I saw like, you know, a clip or I sent on the artwork and then it's like, now I don't, I don't know how it's going to come together. Like, so like I haven't, cause I haven't seen the full cut of the movie yet. Mm-hmm. I've only seen pieces. And so like, I'm, I'm still kind of on pins and needles about it. Like, I just want to see how it's all coming together, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it was fun because seeing the trailer, you know, there's a number of scenes that we were there for when they shot. And it's funny because we're watching that scene. And I was like, I was just standing to the left off camera right there. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. I was there for that. I watched that, you know, like, so it's, it's going to be interesting to see how it's edited, put together. Did we make it in? Didn't we? Who knows? <laughs> well, I, I, I hope to see you guys on my screen <laughs> when I, when I do see it. Uh, so I can point and say, "Hey, I know those guys." And like, shut up. Um, <laughs> Our beards will be bigger. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah, we okay, really. I'll, I'll, keep an, I'll keep an eye out for uh, for some uh, some bigger, better beards or better beards. <laughs> well, yeah, when, once once we were told that this might get serious, we all went into full cowboy beard growth mode. <laughs> we each had about four months or five months of of cowboy beard when we got there. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. Yeah, it was unruly. I, I gotta say, I'm pretty sure. I mean, Brian never said anything. Will never said anything. The assistant director, you know, but I, I think that they saw our beards and they're like, "Oh yeah, we gotta really make sure we get these guys some good extra stuff." <laughs> like, like they look good. Oh, yeah, they're ready. They're ready. Yeah. I, yeah, I hope they just believe we were committed to the process. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, has, has this guy? Have this guy's given you? Has this whole experience given you guys any kind of like inkling to like wanna? do your own film, you know, like you guys band together to write and produce and direct your own film, or is it had the opposite effect where it's like, let someone else handle this. <laughs> well, I, I think would love to, but it, I mean, this was like going to school, like just, it was an education every day um, watching these people work and how they executed things. And I was like, I am so outside of my realm here. It was unbelievable. It was really going to school every day, watching these people, pull everything together. It was wild. So yeah, sure. I'd love to do that, but I don't know if I'm capable. <laughs> I've, I've been building my, my repertoire. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to give it a try as long as uh, I've got the money or somebody is willing to risk it on me. <laughs> <laughs> has, has anything about this experience uh, changed how maybe you view making comics? Like it's something you can bring to it or something that some new point of view or method that kind of, you can adapt to when you do your creative work in comics. Yeah, I would say absolutely. Um, my, my, my approach in, in how I, I, I plan things and think of things. Um, uh, I've, I've always got, I've always got an eye towards, um, how to, how to make it uh, bigger, more cinematic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I always, I always have ideas. Um, but I, I definitely, it's, it's always, and now, now it, it's turning into a two-step process. You're like, like this is how it would work for a comic and this, this is how it would work for a movie. That's awesome. I, I'm currently working with, uh, 
a movie director on her comic. And while it's certainly been an interesting experience for someone who hasn't written comics before, uh, you know, I've come now because she's very hands on in terms of the visuals. So I'm very much like, you know, it's kind of like I'm being directed <laughs> on a lot of the visuals. And it, it, it took a while for me to be like cool with that or comfortable with that. Collaboration. Because, yeah. And I mean, it was, it became less like, you know, I've usually had so much free reign on the mm-hmm. art for stuff. And if I didn't have my book with Steve, Evie and the Housings, also something I'm working on where I'm fully in control of the visuals, I probably wouldn't be happy about this, but this being another thing I'm doing where I'm like, okay, I can step back a little bit and kind of like, you know, see some of the visuals she's trying to do or trying to get across and things like that. We're not normally things I would be doing myself, but not necessarily are bad or, or, or something that's just kind of like a different way just kind of seeing how like some who I would think would be more cinematic is actually trying to be more like, I kind of have to rein her in a little bit with terms of like, you know, doing crazy layouts and things like that. (laughs) You know, you would think, you know, someone coming from, from uh, movies, they would want everything kind of be that, you know, that Brian Hitch widescreen panel all the time. But yeah, it's been, it's been an interesting experience for me. So I I was very curious to see what you guys brought with uh, what you guys kind of like, we're able to bring back from the experience into your comics and all that. Um, and not that, you know, days away from your graphic novel being, you know, released as a movie and being able to see it for the first time and see people react reactions to it and, you know, working on a sequel and all that. But, um, you know, is knowing that, you know, the life of a creative person is not, you know, what are you working on it or, you know, you're not working on just one thing. <laughs> There's always like five pots mm-hmm. on the stove. Yeah. You know, are there other things you guys are, are kind of working on or, or jamming on that uh, we can look forward to in the future? Or is it just laser focus dead man's hand? Uh, multiple things. <laughs> I would say to the, end, I would say to the end of this week, it's, it's dead man's hand, but yeah, we are working on other stuff. <laughs> Is there anything you could talk about or is it like too early in the process, which, you know, I, I totally understand if it's, uh, unfortunately it, yeah, kind of. Okay. <laughs> no, but no, I think fine. one thing we've learned though, is like, you know, even though we have, you know, like no rest moving forward, I think the lesson learned is like create multiple opportunities for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we've got multiple things that we're pushing and, again it just having more things creates more opportunities for you so yeah no rest <laughs> you guys had it in yeah. the title of your book this is, yeah. you can't, yeah, can't we, we definitely have lived in. it a few yeah, times keep, yeah, yeah didn't know i'd have to live it right <laughs> <laughs> nice 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 my, my, um, if that's the case my next book is going to be called sleeping in <laughs> nap, nap time. Sleep deprivation. Uh, mimosas on the beach. That's my yeah. subtitle of my next book. <laughs> uh, awesome, awesome. Uh, well, it, it's it's been a blast talking talking with you guys. Um, I'm definitely gonna have to have you each back on individually so we can really dig deep and 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 get some nerdy stuff going on here. Uh, and I don't want to take up too much more of your time again because you guys have just been so busy and uh, gracious with your time. Uh, is there anything you can? Uh, you want to say to anybody who's listening now about Dead Man's Hand, 
who you know may be on the cusp of like, okay, this sounds interesting. What what's like a tidbit or something you can tell them about the book or the story or the or the movie that you uh, you would like them to know before going in? Let's let's go uh, youngest oldest again. Kevin can start. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I would say definitely from the perspective of uh, the the book, um, it's got a unique look. It's got some great art in there by Jake. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've got a, a fun uh, revenge story where you've got a compelling uh, lead character who, um, and just lots of action. You know, it's, it's it's got those great Western elements and it's got a great feel. Like, I, I love the way we executed the book. It feels like um, we, we made it and kind of with the intention of like, we, like we wanted to feel like you found it in your grandpa's attic, mm. you know? It was like, a, like it's, it's got like this just kind of different kind of feel, and it's uh, so. If you like those kind of aesthetics, you like action. You know, it's a good, it's a good book for you. <clears throat> I, I think for me, um, watching the cast bring the characters that we drew to life was really incredible for me to watch them jump from the page to being living, breathing people. Um, this cast was uh, incredible to watch in person. I can't wait to see what they're going to look like on screen, how they're going to deliver. Um, I think, uh, you know, I guess, I guess for me, just seeing that process going from one medium to the other, the translation, these characters, um, I'm super excited about that. Um, well, I, I think that, uh, People who are fans of Yellowstone won't be disappointed by the number of people from Yellowstone. I'll say that for sure. Because <laughs> um, I, I know I know that it's it's a it's a it's a surprisingly rabid fan base. It's it's like if comic book people all wore cowboy hats and and worked on ranches, but that, that's how they are for for Yellowstone. It it is it is insane. Like my my wife has started watching the show. And since Instagram, and, and uh, even if you tell it's not, it's always listening. Um, the amount of Cole Hauser reels I have been submitted to, you know, subjected to, <laughs> uh, despite not interacting with any type of things like that, it's just like insane. So you know, you know, it's, yeah. <laughs> I, I hope that I hope that fan base carries over and their their minds are blown. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think they'll be disappointed by the number of of, of people and, mm-hmm. and, the, and the cool stuff they do. No. Nice. Nice. And, you know, I can certainly attest to the, to the first thing mentioned, like the, the art and the, the look of the book is definitely amazing. It's awesome. It's got that, you know, colored shot from pencils thing, which really, you know, I hated in like superhero books, but for this book, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. It gives you that, li- that lived in feel that, that, that kind of rough edges. And, you know, I chuckled a bit when you mentioned like, it's something that you would found like in your grandparents said, cause it totally, it totally is. It's like, what is this? It almost feels, you know, at times it almost feels like, 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 you know, if you're a kid reading this, like, am I supposed to be reading this? You know, that kind of feeling. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is pretty, this is pretty vi- like, I don't know if I should be reading this, which, you know, is all, you know, the best thing when you're a kid, you know, (laughs) seeing that thing you're not supposed to see. So awesome. So much trouble. (laughs) Oh boy. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's again, you know, I've, I've said it a thousand times already on the show, but I'll say it again. It's been so awesome seeing this happen for you guys. 
And I really hope it brings all the success possible to you guys and so you could get more of this stuff done more more stuff out more movies more books more minor bros i want to see minor bros joined on the big screen <laughs> you know for years years and years Working time, on it. you know i want to read these books and then and just you know be able to set my clock to like all right a couple years i'm gonna see this movie now too um <laughs> and that way you guys can uh and, and i hope you guys have a chance to enjoy and just kind of sit in the the awesomeness of the experience and the success of it and all of that so guys thank you so much for coming on yeah thank um, you now would be the time to let everybody know where they can find you on social media once again let's go youngest to oldest all right uh so twitter's uh kminer58 and then uh our um instagram account is universe m go all one word um you can see my art on instagram at jake underscore minor underscore art for uh for me twitter is at matthew s minor all smashed together and on instagram matthew underscore s underscore minor awesome and i'll make sure there's links to all that stuff in the show notes below Thank you. gentlemen once again thank you so much absolutely thank thanks you. for having us thank you.